Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, it's Daniel Smooth, host of Tide to BS. Being a part of Belly Up brings along some cool stuff and partners to join our crazy journey, that's for sure. Like Manscaped, for instance. Finally, a way to delicately clean and trim your fermundas without cutting them. Because that'll hurt like hell. Use the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY at manscaped.com for 20% off your next order. That's BELLYUPFANTASY in all caps at manscaped.com. It's time to BS. Hi, John. What up, my guy? How have you? Where the hell have you? Oh, I know where you've been. You, <laughs> I know where the fuck you've been up to. I've been a cripple. You've been a cripple. <laughs> if you hear random noises in the background, that is Donut being a crackhead cat. Oh, and I got you. I got you, Donut. So, so how's your fucking leg? It's healing. It's been like, how long has it been? Because you know, time it kind of it goes slow. It goes slow. It's been a few months. You told yeah, me. I finally. It hasn't been a few months. It's been since it happened January thirtieth. Really? Yeah. That's it. Hey, it's been a long, grueling time, man. All right. February was tough. Yeah. We got to do these more and just, like, bullshit around. For, like, the around. first two weeks, I couldn't walk. No, I believe that. I you you saw me. I was I on the crutches. Like, how the hell are you moving? I was on the scooter. Yeah, like, it was bad. It was, like, it's just, I don't know how to explain the pain. I wouldn't wish it on nobody. No, I don't blame you at and all. I saw a doctor. I got a boot. I apparently, t- it's like, a, it's a major injury, but it's looking up. You tore a crap ton of ligaments, that's for sure. Yeah, on the thigh. All some of them are things reason. that not even every human being has. And uh, I okay. called, and we, uh, just today, we managed to hang up a fucking sort of new TV. I'm a beast. Yeah, on one leg. <laughs> sort of one leg. It's all in the arms, man. And then, in that spare time, we got a notification 
from ESPN and our friends at U Stadium. An all-time great NFL All-time trade. phenomenal trade. By the way, Jack is Jack's coming on later on in the episode. So if you're if you're interested in listening, well, I'll be sure to put timestamps in this whole thing. So uh, Jack is mad. <laughs> Jack is mad. Hey, if I was a Rams fan, I'd be fucking pissed too. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> of course. Jack is pissed. So, in context of what happened, uh, Jalen Ramsey, who the Rams acquired from the Jacksonville Jaguars for two firsts and a second round pick, if my memory serves me correct, from the Jacksonville Jaguars in 2019? I think eighteen. I think, I think it was eighteen, 18 or nineteen. Or 19. I'm not sure. One of them. It was. It was nineteen. I think it was nineteen. Yeah, I think because uh, eighteen, they went to the Super Bowl. No, seventeen, they went to the Super Bowl. Eight, no, not the Super Conference Championship. Yeah. It's eighteen. They were supposed to be really good, but they all ended up hating each other. Remember that? No, year? that's not right. Hold on. No, the that's not right. Seventeen was the Conference Championship. No, the Jaguars. Yeah, yeah the Jaguars. They went to the, yeah, the Conference Title game. Eighteen was they were all hating each other, and, and then by 19, nineteen, they blew, they blew it up. Blew it up. Because right. I remember there was the year they were all there together, but they all, they were, everyone was hating each other. So what happened was Jalen Ramsey, who also signed a massive five-year extension with, with Los Angeles, helped the Rams get to the Super, helped them win a Super Bowl, uh, has now been traded. Uh, basically for... A third-round pick in Hunter Long. A, basically a third-string tight end and a third-round pick. Yeah. That actually happened. And chances um, are that third round pick they draft could become a third stringer too. Possibly. Because to quote Jack, Les Snead, who's the general manager of the Rams, should be fired. Should be fired. Absolutely. You can't fuck this up that bad. He's going to be fired when they go 5-12 and 12 this season. Oh my god. That, that gives me hope. To win my to win the division as a Seahawk fan, that gives me hope. Still, the 49ers. Watch the Niners just completely collapse. They're going to start Trey Lance. <laughs> they're going to start Trey. They're going to start Trey because they had no choice. They're going to. They're going to start Trey Lance, and yeah, I don't think he's that good. But back to, he has he, his ceiling is RG three. Yeah, his ceiling is RG three. But even then, what is that? I feel like he was a waste of a pick. Okay, co- so back to the Rams. Um, you traded for Stafford. You traded for Ramsey. You, you signed a Davidson, so he skedaddled out of there. Yeah, Ramsey's out, and Stafford is coming Stafford's, off a neck injury. Stafford's coming off a severe neck injury. You can't. I don't expect him to be as productive as he was in 2021. Coming and it gets off a neck injury. It gets better. Leonard Floyd cut. Allen Robinson possibly traded. Bobby Wagner released Michael Brockers. Well, he's gone, but like he's been gone. It's a mass exodus. Sean Robinson released. You're blowing it up because of what? What? You can't win. You missed the playoffs for one year and you blow it up. That's it. Yeah, that's what you do. Your starting quarterback goes down with a neck injury. You're not making the playoffs. No, I don't care if you start Baker Mayfield or or, or whatnot. It's, by the way, they did sign Baker Mayfield, but yeah, which means he's gonna he's there. He's gonna end up getting some starts over Stafford. Probably, yeah. How old is Stafford? He's pretty old. Thirty-five. Coming off a neck injury. I want to say thirty-five. And he's had a lot of injuries with Detroit because they didn't protect him. 
Oh, uh, here we go. He's the Vikings are open business, and the cart and the the Vikings are open for business to move Dalvin Cook and them forth. Wow, here's the Dolphins are traded for Tyree Kill, J- Bradley Chubb, and Jalen Ramsey all in the first year. Wow. Wow. Devin Bush is a free agent. Wow. What a fucking crazy year. Oh, and new, oh, and this is even great. This is better. Who, who's the new defensive coordinator in Miami? Vic Fangio. <laughs> this is fucking beautiful. <laughs> the Dolphins are going to win the AFC East, are they? The Dolphins actually have a chance. Oh, my God. Those have a face oh lit up as soon as you said who the defensive coordinator was. Wow. They actually are going to be a pretty damn good team. And and the, and the, they might get Aaron Rodgers. At this point, they may as well. Someone bank on the Dolphins, please. Quick, someone bet on the Tua Dolphins, please. The, do you think Tua and a couple first could land the Rodgers? I would take Tua. In a couple again, I would take Tua, but then again, I already have Gino. No, I'm saying for Rodgers. Tua I was saying, if, you're, if you trade for Rodgers, you're trading Tua. Yeah, you are. And a couple first, and they could do that. They have flexibility. But they also tra- drafted Jordan Love, so... I would rather have Tua than Love. Yeah, good point. That's a fair point, actually. Yeah, I, I don't... I think Tua's... I would rather... What are you doing, Donut? Don't, don't you... Don't you touch this roadcaster. She's about to jump over. Don't you do it. Don't you do it. Thank you. Thank you, Donut. Be good. Don't be a little don't. piss-ass. Uh-oh. She's going on to the couch. Oh, she's going on the couch. There she goes. She's been farting like crazy. She really has. She's gassy. Was it a she, stomach ulcer? No, it's it not. No, ulcer. it was an eye ulcer. That's what, That's why she her eyes like that. Yeah. It's an eye ulcer. Okay, going on, he means she's trying to get to something. Or she's trying to rest on you. There she goes. There she goes. But I have I have a question for you. Also, speaking of, oh, we can move. Oh, no, don't you dare cut the wire, oh, bitch! Don't don't get the wire. You little piss ass. But no winning. No winning with cats eventually. But they decide I, they're gonna go on you when they want to go on you. I have a question for you. So I have I have invented a little thing called the quarterback poker table. Hear me out for a second. Hear me out. There are eight teams at this poker table. And each team is represented by a certain player. Okay? You obviously got the Panthers, who have the first overall pick, and Texans have the second pick in this draft process. And both of them are going to take a quarterback. Both of them are guaranteed to take one of CJ Stroud or Bryce Young. One of them's taking one of them's taking one, the other one's taking the other. Yeah, that's guaranteed. Okay, you know that they have the the full house or the royal flush or whatever in the poker table. You know they have that. Then you get to teams like Indianapolis, who are like who have the full house, but they're not willing to do it, or they just don't know what the fuck they're doing in the poker table. Then you get the Falcons who are that. Then you get the Falcons and the Bucks who are like, I don't know what the fuck we're doing. We're just there. I don't know if Tampa's in that in that spot. I think the Raiders and the Ravens, Baltimore and Vegas, are the teams that want to bet but are too cheap to do so. 
The, what I conclude about the Ravens personally from this Lamar Jackson thing is they're they, cheap. They're simply no, they're not a quarterback team. No, they're not. Hear me out, Ray Lewis. They were gonna roll out the Brinks truck for Ray Lewis. They brought out the Brinks truck for for. for Ed Reed, they brought the Brinks truck. Terrell Suggs. You know what it is? They like to pay defense. I don't think their ownership. They did it likes. for Flacco, though. That's the weird part. Because after only after he won a Super Bowl, they did it. They did it for Flacco, but they didn't do it until July. Yeah, well, they took like a damn May. long time for it took a guy. A long who just, time to sign Flacco, and that was because they had nobody. They, that situation they had to. Flacco negotiated. They had no choice. I feel like you're gonna. I feel like Lamar could stay over even, but it's gonna be drawn out like Flacco is drawn out. Yes, they don't pay quarterbacks. Here's the problem though with with the Ravens situation. There's no defensive players you, worth paying. The, no, it's not even that. It's the problem with the Ravens is that they're cheap as shit when it comes to their when it offense. comes to offensive players. You saw they 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 paid twenty million a year to Raquan Smith. Yeah. Defense? Oh, we'll roll it out. <laughs> yeah, defensive guys will roll it out. Martin Humphrey, same shit. Yeah. Chuck Clark, uh, oh, terrible example, but like Kyle Hamilton. They pay defense. Marcus Williams, they did it to defensive guys, but they, exactly, don't, they don't pay offensive players. The Raiders are a weird one. They're the cheap ones because Mark Davis didn't exactly inherit all of, all of his fathers. Remember, now that they're in Las Vegas, they're essentially printing money. Yeah. Eh, depends. This is Vegas. You print money because you're always gonna sell out. And you're always gonna be a hot ticket because it's a tourist hotspot, and you have gambling. Fair Vegas point. State. That's actually a pretty good point. And the, and the athletics are gonna go to Vegas too. Yeah, that's, that's a place. You're that's a place you print money. And then the NBA is gonna re, is gonna have a. And then the yeah. NBA is gonna have Vegas, and then they're yeah, gonna because Seattle. guess what? Everyone's looking at the Golden Knights and the Raiders printing money. That's true. And then you get it laugh. Then you get the Falcons at the poker table. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Exactly. The Falcons are the, I don't know what we're doing, but we're just rolling with it. They might That's wait. the Falcons. I think they're going to try to wait till next year to draft the quarterback. Caleb Williams. They Tank. might be bad enough. Tank. The Falcons could be bad enough. Then you, And then we're back to Tampa, which is in the, okay, we're good, but we're also not good. So we're just rolling with something. Tampa has too many holes in their roster. They're the seasoned veterans of the Booker they table. would be best off trading their veterans for more draft picks to try to build a new core. They're they won like, their Super Bowl, and they're all getting older. Their team who needs to acquire some top-end draft Would picks. you call the Tampa Bay Buccaneers the seasoned veteran of the poker table who, who is trying really hard to stay relevant? They were only really relevant for two years. Two or three years, yeah, I could point. Uh, they're not really that relevant this year. Yeah, fair point. The most relevant thing about them was their quarterback's divorce. Then you get Washington and the Patriots. Here's where it gets interesting in the poker table. The Patriots the pa- are evil The Patriots might trade Mac Jones. Look, with the Patriots, you can never count out because they are evil geniuses, and we all know it. Yeah, and then you get Washington, who's in the... Br- Dan Snyder bracket. Who's in the realm of just secretly paying people off to win the game? Um, Washington. That's Dan Snyder. Except they're not winning the game. No, they're just Dan Snyder. Yeah, that would be implying Washington's winning very many games. I should have, when I made this graphic, I should have just put Dan Snyder's face on there. 
Well, how do you even describe the operations of the Washington football team slash commanders slash whatever? Slash foreskins. Yeah, slash <laughs> the dead skins. There's just so many things you could say. There's so much crap you can decide from here. I don't even... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the Patriots, the Patriots are in a weird spot here. New England's in a really weird position. Because nobody knows what they No do. one knows. What, however, they hired Bill O'Brien to be the offensive coordinator, and that's a great hire. See, she's chilling on you. Don't chilling on you. Yeah, now, she has the cat vibe. Yeah, because she played, and now she's probably tired. Yeah. And the Colts are a weird, weird team. They're... It's weird. They could trade Quentin Nelson or Ryan Kelly... Realistically, like if 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 the Colts were to come and say, "Hey, we'll give you Ryan Kelly or Quentin Nelson for a first round pick," I would take. I would take. Give. I would say, "Okay, I'll give you the twentieth pick and another draft pick in exchange for Ryan Kelly or Quentin Nelson." Who the fuck says no? I would never say no to that. Exactly, because you need to. You, the, the, the Seahawks are not in this poker table, but they're they're essentially in that weird poker table. They'll just, be at it next year. They'll be at it next year for the quarterback market, probably. Or they'll just draft somebody. And Gino is pretty old. I think realistic. He's 32. I think, He's 32 and his contract is not that bad. Yeah. You're probably going to get two more good years out if of If you him. look at the rest of the contract, it's five, it's three years, $75 million. You'll probably get two solid years, one meh year, and then after that, it's... Up in the air. Yeah, I would agree with that. But that buys them a lot of time. It really does. It really does. So a lot. That's a lot of football games to be played, and that's multiple training camps that has them covered for. Speaking of the quarterback market, um, the Bears had the first overall pick. I know what you're. <laughs> and they decided to trade it away because Ryan Poles, the GM. Flexed his muscles and put on his sunglasses and said, Fuck you. We're We're give me Justin Fields. The Carolina Panthers might be the stupidest. But you, no, no, I, I, you trade DJ Moore. Okay, I understand what Carolina's doing because you traded a couple, you, you traded some draft picks to get the first solar pick, which you have. Yeah, you're going to draft a quarterback, but you just trade the best watch. You traded your best team. offensive player away for what? And you're going to draft a rookie quarterback, but you trade the best wide receiver on the team and you plan on doing that? That's fucking stupid. It was stupid when Dave Gettleman did it. It's stupid now. You don't do I'm that. I'm going to look up the Panthers' debt chart for shits and giggles. We all oh, know dear that. Lord. Preston Williams is there. Terrence Marshall, LaVisca Chenot, She Smith, Andre Rob- who's a free agent. Oh, Andre fine. Roberts and Richard Higgins. Dear Lord. All right, they Bradley might, Bose was a free agent. I had no idea. You know, they might end up getting the they, the Panthers might have a bad enough team where they could get the number one overall pick and then trade it to a team that wants Caleb Williams and recoup their lost value. It's gonna be terrible if you're a Panthers fan yeah. to watch them this year. They thought last year was bad. This might be a worse version of last year's. Oh team. god! I mean, that's the weird part because Frank Reich is not a bad coach. Frank Reich isn't really up to Yeah, but he's not going to turn chicken shit into chicken salad. Mmm, I want chicken salad, actually. I imagine I really want some chicken salad. I want to go to Firehouse so bad, just be like, give me some chicken salad, like some low chicken salad. Uh, chip slaps. Oh my god. I would want that. I would want that. 
Dude, the Seahawks are in New York this year. They play the we're Giants going. this year. We're fucking going. Absolutely. We're going. Not even close. We're going. We're going, man. We're going. If anyone says we're not going, we're fucking going. We're gonna make. We'll make a thing. We'll do a sports trip every now and then. That's a must. Yeah, we might as well. We might as well. What? Stop. Noises. Stop, please. I mean, when the Giants are good, I have no issue going out to a no, game No, I don't blame you at all. Because Jersey's a pain in the ass to get to from here, but for once a year, it's nothing. I mean, Jersey's really not that terrible to get to when you think about it, right? It's more Probably because I went to Connecticut a lot. On game day, it is. On game day, it's a pain in the dick. On game day. Watch it be a Monday night game. If it's a Monday night game, how bad is it going to be? We'll take the train and we'll just take off work. That Tuesday? Probably that Monday and Tuesday. Probably that Monday and Tuesday. You, you and I could probably do it. Because we'd have to get to there. We'd have to get... A- get to the, get to MetLife. Get there before kickoff. Because if you try to get there right before kickoff, you're going to be pretty much in a massive sea of people. A massive sea of stupidity. The, the sea of drunken New Yorker stupidity. That if you get caught in the wave, maybe I'm part of the wave. You might be. Hey, at, maybe at the Nets games I am. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty well behaved. For the so, most part. I just get a little drunk. But hey, that's what happens when your section is right behind the rum and coke stand. Yeah. <laughs> I got another question for you. Boston currently just clinched the playoffs. They, they clinched the playoffs last night at 105 points or some shit. Um, I don't know how they're so fucking good this year. Watch them lose the, in the first round. That would be a better night. If anyone has... If we've learned anything from Tampa, it's I don't care how many goals you score. Yeah, you're fine. It's I don't care how many goals you score. If you're out physical, you're fucked. Yep. You're You're fucked. I feel like I feel like the playoffs can expose like teams. Yeah. The only thing is, I feel like Boston could hold up in a seven-game series. It's really a question of who they play. Who do they play? Raise your hand. They play the Islanders. Who knows? I'm not even saying as a biased fan. I'm saying like out of sure confidence. It would Islanders would have to hold them to less than two goals a game. Oh, that'd be fun. <laughs> that'd that be series. fun. To win that series, the Islanders would have to hold them to less than two goals a game. That would be fun. That's going to be fun. Because the Islanders can't score goals at the Actually, they can. they can. They could score like three or four a game, but they and now they can. But like... In a seven-game playoff series. Bull Horv, the Bull Horvat trade proved that they can do it. They really can do a ball that. The issue with Boston could score a lot when they're on. That's true. They're like three lines. They could score like Wilt Chamberlain. And I'm not talking about buckets. <laughs> did, did you mention something to me? Well, that, that one of the players that played in today's NBA looks like a son of Wilt Chamberlain. Yeah, Otto Porter. Otto Porter? Otto Porter Jr. Otto Porter Jr. Yeah, look up Otto Porter, Wilt Chamberlain. And tell me, there's no way it ain't his kid. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. No way it ain't his kid. No way, that's not his kid. 
Arnold Porter Jr. may be the long list son of Wilt Chamberlain. That might be right. <laughs> yeah. Like when he first like got into the league, everyone was saying it. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't help him because of Wilt's autobiography. Oh my god. <laughs> Will G or not for writing about his accomplishments in his autobiography? I don't remember on the scene of Titanic where Leonardo DiCaprio was snoring cocaine off of a uh, uh, what's his face? Leonardo DiCaprio Titanic. He was railing the blow. Cocaine scene. Let me Google this real quick. That's a movie that's hard to sit through, man. Titanic? So long. So serious. I like James Cameron's later works. No scene. Oh, she's a slee. Kate Winslet's not bad looking, though. Not at all. Especially in 97, she wasn't that bad looking. God bless her. God bless her sometimes. Before 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 we get going for this segment, I have a rant to make. Look at modern movies today. They're trash. They're fucking awful. They're trash. They're terrible. Awful. <laughs> They're trash. Okay, I'm gonna read you the book. Okay, because at the thrift store. I found these movies for like a dollar or two dollars each. The most expensive one was like three was like four dollars, and it was Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. Hollywood's dying, man. Yeah, Hollywood's been dying. Okay, I read you Madagascar. Kung Fu, Kung Fu Panda is better than all the than all the movies released today. Think about that shit. When Kung Fu Panda is a better movie today than everyone than every single movie to made today, you are doing something. Wrong. These writers don't really write; they just okay. Like you can probably get, you can probably get like one of those like AI websites to write like a better script. Chat GPT. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could, if we should make a movie, but have a script be written by AI. That'd be that'd be interesting. Or I'll write the script. Or we see what would work better. That'd be very interesting. That would be you interesting. Know, I don't think that we could air a movie I direct. No, God, no. Like, okay, look at the movies on the rack right there. Lord of the Rings and Return of the King. You've seen that movie, right? Yeah, of course. Fucking phenomenal. You watched that movie. T- you watched that movie. That movie's almost 20 years old. That movie actually is 20 years old. Think about that shit. They just watch nobody. that movie today and then watch something from today's movie. The only good movies that come out these days are from directors or actors or things that were established before. Yeah. Or, re- or a shitty remake. Yeah. But a lot of times the remake is not good. They remade fucking something. I can't remember. Like, okay. Any great movie. example, Star Wars. Great example, Star Wars. We grew up, <laughs> we grew up with Star Wars, okay. And then when they and then when Disney they made the scene, when Disney bought Lucasfilms, <laughs> I said to myself, okay, this got to be really good or really bad. When the shows that they made are better than the actual fucking movies of the of the storyline, there's nothing wrong with that. But like, 
Okay, Force Awakens was the best one out of the sequels. Yeah, but it was a copy of the first one. Was it? What, Force Awakens and New Hope were almost the same move. Oh my god, you're right. Think about it. it was, they just took New Hope and oh my god, you're CGI'd right. it up. Oh my god, you're fucking right. You didn't realize that when you watched it? I remember watching that movie in a theater and I realized... My whole life has been a lie. I realized it was a remake without being a remake. My whole life has been a lie. We have a problem. See, I thought it was intentional that they made it seem like a remake. See... I, it wasn't supposed to be a remake? They, they had such an opportunity to do something fucking phenomenal with those three movies and they fucked it up. I'm mind blown. So I thought boring. Force Awakens was meant to be a remake. Of New Hope, it was not. Oh, God. Because I watched the movie. Here's another one. Here's another one. Here's another one. They're making a fifth Indiana Jones movie. Yeah. And Do you gonna, remember watching the first yeah, did three? did you see the CGI they're going to use to make Harrison Ford look young? Is he like 80? They're going to make, they're going to use CGI to make him look younger. Oh, dear Lord. It's going to be kill terrible. Me. Kill me. Now, please. Please, <laughs> kill me. Okay. Like I, I look at the movies that, that like we that we have watched. Like here's another Princess Bride. Princess Bride. Some people say it's a chick flick. Some people will say it's a chick flick. It is not. It's a phenomenal movie. Have you seen it? No. You've never seen Princess Bride. I haven't. Do me a favor. Go, the chick flick. Do me a favor. Go put on Disney Plus. And it's on Disney Plus. Go watch it. You have to buy Disney Plus. Fuck you. Fine. Just go. It's at the thrift store for like four dollars on DVD. Am I the only one who watches DVDs now? You try driving with a boot on, man. Am I the only one who has DVDs? That's true. It's a good point. I'll put it this way: I can go, I can drive, but I can't stop. Hmm. You can't. You can't do the two footer thing. You can't do my car. Because the boot is so big that oh, I'll yeah, it's right. <laughs> it doesn't help to have freaking big ass feet. That's true. I have size 13 wide. You and me both. That's a problem. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you, I was like in vacation in Florida or something. And I was like snorkeling and I didn't even need the flippers because my damn feet were flippers. <laughs> it's like, no joke. joke. <laughs> That's a fucking great point. <laughs> I'll freaking nature. Oh, you and me both. But you're taller than me, too. Okay. Lion no, no, King. I thought you were taller Lion than me. Lion King. No, you're taller than me. You're, you're what, six foot? I'm like 5'10". I'm 5'10". Fuck. Yeah. Fuck that. Lion King. They remade the Lion King. Yeah, they shouldn't have. There's they no reason. Okay, here's another. Peter Pan. They're remaking Peter Pan. Why? You didn't see the trailer for this? Yeah, I did, but why? Like, did they made the Lost Boys, and there's like three girls in the Lost Boys. Okay, no problem with that at all. They make them the Lost Children. But the the issue, the issue is they think that... Stop making woke movies. The problem with the woke movies Stop is... Stop it. The thing is, the crazy thing about these woke movies is the problems with them... Are you like are not even like the woke element, so you can't just be like, oh, they suck because they're woke movies. There's actual shitty scripts, like nonsensical it's plots. It's always Disney. Horrible too. written it is movies. Always Disney. I'm pretty sure Disney has. It is always Disney. I can't stand it. It is always Disney. I don't think Disney actually hires like real writers. They just said, here, take Peter Pan and throw it in a blender and make it woke. I don't care. But stop. Please. The way it'll stop is stop if people re- don't watch stop it. Stop remaking a masterpiece. People, if people don't watch it, it'll stop. Stop it. Enough. 
<laughs> oh, Alabama won the SEC title. What? Alabama's a one seed? Yeah, they were having the best basketball year in years. Good for them. What else is going on here? They had a better year in basketball than in football. That says a lot. They didn't win the SEC in football. That says a lot. Yeah, they really didn't. What else happened? Oh, Adam Thielen's a free agent? Yeah, he got released. What? You didn't see that? I guess I'm probably more on top. Oh, delightful. You know, now I think about it, I see everything that happens now because I've been hobbled and not working. Oh, Sterling Shepard's back, by the, Sterling Shepherd's yeah, back by the way. You're Nothing. welcome. I don't miss anything, man. Oh, I know you don't. I'm uh, hobbled. Oh, uh, good point. I'm hobbled uh, and not working. We're, we're going to take a quick break. <laughs> we're going to take a quick break and we'll come back with Jack in a bit. And took a little bit, but Jack is here. John has been, John has stepped out, but Jack is here in his place, coming to us from Los, from California. Jack, you are, you are pissed. I'm here today to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly in the Los Angeles sports scene. And what we have seen today is the ugly. Yeah. This is okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna sound like I'm exaggerating, and I promise you, I'm not. The trade was. Let me let me find this really quick. I I'm disgusted that I even have to read this again. There were some really bad trades in NFL lore that we could go back into, like a lopsided deal in favor of one team. We could look into this. We probably could. We could make a whole episode, like a two-hour show because of that. But we won't do that. No. We'll go on a two-hour show about this trade instead. <laughs> Probably. But I, as soon as you stadium broke that deal, as soon as you stadium broke that deal, I called you. And I was like, what are the Rams doing? That's what I said. Yeah, what are they doing? Screams, what are we doing? This, when you hung up. Okay, here's the trade. Mm-hmm. It's Jalen Ramsey to Miami for two, or not two, a third round pick and Hunter Long. Who's the third string tight end, by the way, for the Dolphins. Oh my God. It's, it's terrible. That's absolutely terrible. Yeah. How you don't get a first round pick. If, if it was a first-round pick, I don't care about Hunter Long. Whatever. We need tight end depth. That's fine. I don't care. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you don't get a first-round pick, a day-one pick, out of arguably the best cornerback, or at least the most consistent cornerback in the league for the last few years, what a joke. Mm-hmm. What a joke. Mm-hmm. Like, this, this is, without question, the worst trade that Lust Need has ever made. Now, let's get the Rams fan perspective on this whole thing. Let's get, okay, hardcore Rams fan, you love your team. You will defend your team through and through. There's no doubt about that. I can't defend them for this trade. I just can't. No, you can't. Hold on. Like... 
There we go. I sound better now. But you have defended a lot of coaches, a lot of management in your lifetime. Does Les need survive the offseason? I don't know. I really don't know. Really? Um, you know, if I'm being totally honest, I think there is actually still a pretty good chance Les Snead survives the offseason because what ha- I think where the Rams go from here is a little bit of a mystery. Yeah. A little bit of a mystery. I'm gonna, before I delve too deep into that, I'm going to start by once again reiterating, thank God this team won the Super Bowl. Thank God. Yeah. If they if they go into all of this off season and you saw what happened last year too, how terrible that was, and they don't have the, the ring to show for it, Lesney would have been fired already. Yeah, Lesney would have been out if he would have made this trade. It, it would have been done. And what like I'm just beyond because you remember the NFC is not great. No. This year, it's not going to be an entirely great conference this year. It wasn't last year. There is like two or three great teams in this conference, and then everyone else is kind of the same. Like you and I would probably agree this in in, in just the NFC West alone, the Forty ers are there. Sadly, the Seahawks are going to be are going to get better. Probably. The Cardinals... I like, I like that Geno Smith deal. That was a good sign. Great move. Card, the Cardinals, no idea what they're doing. The Cardinals have no... We have no idea what the Cardinals are going to do. And I guess we have no idea what the Rams are going to do either. Exactly. Really and then know. Green Bay... And then the NFC North... At the, least, though, at the very least, what I'm going to say about the Rams compared to the Cardinals is this. We have a foundation to build off of. Yeah. Because they, they've gotten... Into their heads, like Sean McVay has said, there was like an interview I was reading that came out the other day about Sean McVay that was saying he want he's committed to this long term. Like he specifically yeah. said, he doesn't want this story of is he going to come back next year or not to be a thing that happens every single off season. He said he is here for the long term. Good. I love to hear that. I Good. Hear that. You haven't had that in a long time. I know it's so relieving. Yeah. So he's here long term. Stafford's here long term. Cup is here long term. Donald's here long term. I don't know how much longer Donald has, but I, I think Donald's got at least a couple more years left before he decides to hang it up. Like he's. It's, I'm not saying he's going to drop off or anything. He's Aaron fucking Donald, but like he's. Uh, we might come back to this. You. We have our pieces. You have like three or four great pieces on this team. You, like you don't have like what's going on in Arizona. I don't even remember who the hell their head coach is. Jonathan Gannon, by the way. Wow. I saw that hire. I was like, I was generally confused by that hire. I was generally confused. Arizona, man. And you look at the NFC North. You get Green Bay, which is a mess. Minnesota is in a fire sale. Detroit might be the best team in that division. Unironically, you might be right. And then there's Chicago, which is like... Like Green Bay, they're just a mess right now. I hated that trade for the. They traded the first overall pick to. That Carolina. was such a stupid decision. Like, 
I guess, I, I guess that in a way it kind of makes I, sense. I get you, what they're doing. You want to be committed to Justin Fields. I get what they're throw. doing, but at the same time, you cannot pass on, you know, Will Anderson or Jalen Carr. You cannot pass up on one of those two. You can't. There's just so much you can do with the first overall pick. Like, if you're not a quarterback needy team, I think it's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Like my my point is, I feel like they're in kind of a weird situation. Like right Tennessee now. was like, a few years ago, exactly. Like, like I can understand why they're not they weren't like so gung ho on keeping the first overall pick. And then you get the NFC South, which is like, okay, you got maybe the Saints win that division, and then you get everyone else. The Saints, I feel like, are up there. I love Derek Carr. Going to the Here's Saints. the problem, though. The Saints are getting rid of everyone. Cameron Jordan's going to be gone. Marcus Davenport's going to be gone. DeMario Davis is going to be gone. Marshawn Lattimore is going to get traded. Michael you know Thomas has been gone. You know who should have been gone is Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas, Mr. Five Yard Out, should have been gone years ago. Yeah. That was a dumb extension. And then... Just not good at all. Three quarters of your offensive line is going to be free agents, by the way. Let's be clear with that. They might get rid of Ryan Ramchick. I mean, so in reality, what are the Saints really? Dude, like, fuck's sake, this is gonna be wild. I'm, I'm gonna love this offseason, man. I'm gonna this love is gonna it. Be a wild, wild offseason. So back to my original point with the Rams, though. Yeah. That I was gonna say before, like, you don't have a terrible team. What they need. The only way I, I I can like be somewhat at peace with, well, I say somewhat at peace against Super Bowl, but like. Hmm. Sign Odell, please. You were at his workout. You have you sh- you're showing interest. Sean McVay actually did say the other day too that they were keeping an eye on that situation. You have cap space. Sign the man. Now you have cap space. Yeah, now we have cap space. You might as well because if you're gonna get rid of the best and most most consistent cornerback in the league, who has been a cornerstone of your team for the last, like since he came here in 2019, it's like. Do something with it. Do something with that cap space. Because I, mean, I firmly believe that this situation that the Rams are in was avoidable. I really do. I feel like if this roster had stayed healthy last season, yep. they're at least making a run. I don't know how far, but they're making a run. Uh, Jake Ellenbogen on Twitter, J.K. Bogen, J.K. Bogen on Twitter. That's that guy. Love the Jake. Awesome. Also, also Alexis, fantastic. Uh, legitimately one of the worst trades I've ever seen. Shamefully, really. Hunter Long is a third round pick from 2021. That is one career catch. You get another third rounder for a guy who is the top cornerback in the league and and one you spent two first rounders on. You need a first rounder. That's what confuses me. You spent two first round picks on a guy who you needed. Let's be clear. Yeah. And it's funny too because at the time the Jalen Ramsey trade got made, it was I was confused when they first made that trade. Confused, but it felt like a bit of a desperation move. He had two years, I think, left on his deal, and it's just like. Or he was in the middle of the second to last year on his deal. 2020 was going to be the last year, and then he got an extension that offseason. But, like, at the time that trade was made, the Rams, it was 2019. They were getting slammed with injuries. Both 
Um, Talib and Peters were out. Talib and Peters were out. Talib wasn't traded yet, but he was about to be. He was on IR, and it's just like at that point, the Rams had had to make a move to kind of save their season, and they didn't save their season. But Jalen Ramsey certainly helped. And he, so like long term, obviously that trade turned out to be a massive win. I won't yeah. argue that, but it's just at the. It, I just find that funny because at the time it was viewed as like. What are they doing? They're throwing away their first round picks in a year where they might not even make the playoffs. Here's another here's another idea for this whole thing. You realistically, if you have a good offseason, you can make the playoffs. Because who knows what San Francisco is gonna be like next year. You have no idea what they're gonna be like. I think they're gonna be a mess. I you think so too? It's time for people to start to start giving the 49ers the same treatment that the Rams have been given by the national mainstream media for the last God knows how long. No one is giving this team any shit for not winning, even though they like traded all those picks to get CMC. They traded, you know, they're getting they're getting rid of cap space and they have so many guys that are about to become free agents. Oh, dear Lord, Nick Bosa's contract. I I won't. The only point in which I'm not willing, or I am willing to give the 49ers the benefit of the doubt is the fact that they were had literally no healthy quarterbacks in the NFC title game. Yeah. Everybody was hurt. What are you going to do? Like, Nick Bosa is going to get $30 million a year. I can't, like, I can't, like, diss them for existing because all their quarterbacks are hurt. Yeah. Yeah. I can't either. This is just such a disgusting trade because there's no you you need to get a first round pick out of it. You have to. At least a second round pick. No. First round pick minimum. Yeah. And you like, didn't even do that. Second round pick out of that I'm pissed. Like you have to get a first. Yeah. Especially for that contract. God. I mean, let's look at the rest of the the NFC East, too. The Giants could be better. I see the Giants improving. I see the Giants winning the NFC East. Fight me. I will fight you on this. They're in the same division as the Eagles. Okay, here's my, here's my, here's a debate with Philadelphia. Here's a, I won't, I don't know what you're about to say. Look at the schedule that the Eagles played last year. Dog shit. 49ers, too. Exactly. The schedule was miserable. The schedule was god awful. And it's like schedule or not, though. I mean, going sixteen and one—that's no accident. And well, fourteen and three. But why did I think sixteen and one? Jeez, I'm off the off the group today. Probably because you're thinking about Jalen Ramsey and what the Dolphins' record might be. It could be sixteen to one. Oh my god, oh Dolphins my god. Are about to be insufferable. I say no, like, no, 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 no. Here's the problem, though. Here's the problem. Though. I can sympathize with South Florida fans because they are always miserable. They are. They are literally miserable because Dolphin because the Dolphins haven't done shit in thirty years. The Miami Heat are their only insufferable team because the Panthers are shit. I mean, maybe, but like, are we going to talk about hockey at all? By the way, thank you. Thank you. I was waiting for that. Going, but like I want to, I want, I do want to get some hockey talk in there. Thank you. I think Quick got traded since we last talked. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I've been me. I was trying to get you on when Jonathan Quick got traded, but that never happened. So here we go. And you have your 
Let's. You are a diehard Kings fan. I want. I want to finish the football talk first, but yeah, we can. I, I think we're finished with football talk. I think we're finished with that. Okay. But, so yeah, Jalen Ramsey trade terrible, and if the Rams don't sign anybody, then this is they've resigned themselves to the. I don't even know what the name is for it, but like just mediocrity for the next few years. Could be a blessing or and a curse. You never know. I don't know. This this I will say this is not how you build the sport in LA. You want you want to you want to get butts in seats. You want to have the big name players showing up, and with Leonard Floyd gone, which is terrible. With Bobby Wagner gone after only one year, which is again terrible. Well, like, and now Jalen Ramsey's out. Like all your big ticket players that you were like. Well, the Wagner one I get because he might end up going back to Seattle, is what I heard. Especially with the injuries and the questions they have at inside linebacker, he might be going back there. My point is, though, is like, he's still leaving the Rams and like it screws the Rams over. And it's like, that's not how you grow the game. That's not how you... You want to get to a point where you can be the team that's outnumbering 49ers fans in in your own stadium for Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't want it to be constant 50-50 crowds. You just don't. You don't want it to be like Raiders, Chiefs, and, and three-quarters Chiefs fans in, in Allegiant Stadium in Vegas. Yeah, you don't want that. You don't want this, that. This is the opposite direction, and it's like, yeah, you won the Super Bowl, but L.A. is, like, deeply rooted to these teams who have won. Like, I think the Lakers, what, 17 titles? The Dodgers have won a lot. Only seven, but that's still more than four. The Rams only have four. They've only had two in this city. Mm-hmm. So. Hey, the Kings got, hey, the Kings traded quick. They did. Um, Off topic. <laughs> To the hockey talk, I guess. Uh, the so the Jonathan Quick trade. It's one of those harsh realities of sports type deal, and I guess I can view it the same way with the Rams too. But really, any team. It's like the, the sad reality is that your favorite your favorite players aren't going to be playing for your favorite teams forever. I already experienced this when Dustin Brown retired last off season. Yeah, it's like. Which, why did he get a statue, by the way? Dustin Brown was the first king in history to touch the Stanley Cup. He absolutely deserved a statue. What he did for this team, the way he spearheaded this team as captain to both Stanley Cups. Fair point. Okay, I'll shut up now. You should shut up. Okay, listen, listen. Okay, in my defense, in my defense, in my defense, hold on, hold on. The Islanders have like four dudes or like four or five dudes they can build a statue in front of. Probably, but like... Yeah, no. In my defense, but like you're you're not a Kings fan. Your opinion doesn't really matter. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It was just a genuine question. Yeah, I, I, sorry. I, I deal with it that shit like on Twitter all the time. I see people who are like, "Oh, Justin Brown. He doesn't deserve a statue. He's washed up." Like your opinion doesn't matter if you're not a Kings fan. Um, the Jonathan Quick trade was bearable for about 24 hours because. Corpusalo is insane. He's played two games for the Kings already. He's made some crazy saves. I love that trade for Corpusalo. I really did. Him and Phoenix Copley together. That's that is a scary duo. Honestly, like don't sleep on those guys in that. No. Um, also, Gavrikov has a goal already for the Kings. His he's playing very well defensively. And here is where you lose your shit. Where I lose my shit is twenty four hours later. 
Jonathan Quick gets traded again because the so the Columbus Blue Jackets are the team that got Quick. They did not want him. They only made this trade happen for cap space, and they immediately traded Quick. They wanted they wanted to trade Quick to a team that could contend. And of all the teams they could have possibly traded to, traded him to, he goes to the fucking Golden. <laughs> It's already bad enough that Jonathan Quick isn't going to be finishing his career with the Kings. It's already bad enough that the Kings blindsided him making this trade. But to go to to have that other team that he plays for be the Golden Knights, mm-hmm. how is it possible that an expansion team has pissed me off more in the last like four or five years they've been in existence than the Ducks and Sharks have? Mm-hmm. In all of their, like, 20-plus years of existence. Both of those teams ha- aren't as old as, like, the Kings or many other teams in the league. But the Golden Knights aren't even 10 years old. They've already pissed me off more. Like, and it's absolutely horrible that they, how much the NHL has, like, catered to them. Mm-hmm. They're starting to talk about Jonathan Quick like this year, like he's a Vezina wing goalie. I'm I'm sorry, but like Jonathan Quick has been bad for most of the year. Thank you. Maybe 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 that maybe this trade rejuvenates him just a little bit, but I guarantee you, like he's has not. He just has not been having a good year. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I. I I don't know. It's it's just one of those things where it's like he deserved a lot better than for the franchise goalie he is and for everything he's done. Hall of Famer. Years, he deserved a lot better than being told after a game at like 10 o'clock at night, hey, by the way, we just traded you to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Apparently, according to like the rumors, he didn't even want to go there. Like he was – he refused to report to Columbus. Yeah. He back to L.A. with the team and then waited for them to trade him to the Golden Knights. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not... That's the part that I'm heated about. I'm not heated about the trade because, unfortunately, it had to happen. That was all the Kings were missing was stability and that. Like, Copley was one half of the equation, but when Cliff was playing, he just wasn't playing at the level that he should have been playing at. And it's like... You know, Cal Peterson's in the show. He still has to kind of rediscover his game. You can't be like Copley's a really solid goalie, but I don't know if he's ever like had to like carry the load as a starter like this before. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he's never had to deal with this kind of thing before. So, <sighs> it's it's been a bunch of disgustingness seeing him play for the Golden Knights. But I will, I'm not going to pretend that the Kings didn't get better from this. Well, you're in the same boat as I was for the Islanders like years ago when Tavares left. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, Toronto is a blood hated rival. He wanted to go home. We booed his ass delightfully when he came back. I I still love watching that video every once in a while. (sighs) I was at that game. I'll, I'll never forget it. So delightful. But then it's like, you're, listen, after a little bit, you're grateful for the like the nine, fifteen years he was given to your city, especially as you know, 
one of the greatest players in franchise history. Yeah, exactly. It's not that I'm not grateful for Quick. Yeah, exactly. Well, I said it all throughout the this season that Jonathan Quick always has been and always will be the greatest goalie in Kings history. Not even close. No, it's not close. They've had some good names, too, like Rogie Vachon and whatnot, but, like, Jonathan Quick is easily the greatest goalie this team has ever had. Two rings. That being said, his best days are behind him. But, yeah. Maybe he goes on a run with Vegas this year, but it's not going to last past this year. No. No. It is not. And it's like, you know, maybe he sticks around for another year or two to kind of mentor the goalies. But, like, when Robin Leonard's healthy again... He, here's my problem with uh, with Leonard, though. He has a neck injury. Yeah. Robin Leonard has a neck injury. And Thompson's been really good with Vegas, for Vegas. He's been awesome with the Knights when he's healthy. But he's hurt. He's hurt. So. Can we talk Metropolitan Division, please, and the dogfight that is this division? Please, do it. Dude, what are the chances the Bruins lose in the first round? I was just joking about that with people earlier today. I my my boss is a Bruins fan. How fucking funny would it be? My boss is a Bruins fan, and I told him, dude, if the Bruins somehow lose in the first round this year, I'm going to laugh in your face because it's it could happen. So, first of all, we should probably point out that they've already clinched. Yeah, we talked about that last segment with John. Yeah, they uh, are a playoff team. They're the first playoff team this season. Shocker. Stunner. Um, I don't actually want to look at these standings really quick, league-wide, too. Like we can keep Carolina and New Jersey are tied in the Metropolitan Division, to my knowledge. The Rangers are right behind them, and the Islanders are right behind them, too. I think the Devils peaked too early. There's, there's still a good team, but like you, they went on their like fraud, thirteen game win streak. For fraud, them. frauds. Devils are frauds. I'll, I'll bet on it. The Devils are frauds. They traded for though. They, didn't they make it? Or was that Carolina? Timo Meyer. Timo Meyer. Yeah, that's a, that's a steal. I love that trade. Get Timo Meyer the fuck out of the Pacific. <laughs> Get him out. Remember the Visa commercial, the Mastercard commercial? Hockey rivalries are tough. <laughs> I think it was Visa or some shit. But I can't wait for the playoffs. I really can't. Me neither. Oh, so exciting. Um, look at the wild card standing. Here. The Islanders in Pittsburgh are tied for the wild card. That I know. There, there are so many teams that you know. I, I've said it before too. I, I really don't like what hockey's becoming. It kind of feels like it's turning into a one-man show sport almost for a team. And I feel like that's not enough. No, it's like for some teams, like they're going on these crazy regular season runs, but it's just not enough. Like Boston's not a one-man show. And, like, we joke about them being out in the first round, but realistically, they should make a pretty good run. Yeah, they should. You know what team I feel like is going to be screwed unless cool. they pick it up, like, right here and right now? Are the Minnesota Wild. Yeah. 
um, because they have. I'm about to dis Kuro Kaprizov again. They have no offense outside of Kuro Kaprizov, who is. Thank a- you. He's a stat patter. That's what I figured out about him. He just he all he worries is about is scoring a shit ton and padding zone stats with assists when he's not scoring all those elevated numbers and Minnesota's a fringe playoff team and that's not even mentioning the fact that Kaprizov is now out with injury he is going to miss three to four weeks because somebody jumped on top of him while he was doing the splits and his legs it It was pretty bad I hate Kaprizov but like you never want to see anyone get hurt so that, that sucks obviously if he's gonna lose I'd rather he lose on the ice um that being said, now with with Minnesota not having that, like, they're going to have to really rely on Florian and Gustafson because if they if they can't pick it up soon, Colorado's right back in the hunt. Winnipeg is right back in the hunt. Mm-hmm. They're they are a catchable team if they don't win this next stretch of games. Like, Indeed, like stretch run now, and if they if they don't win enough, and their one source of any kind of offense doesn't show up. I, like I, I say, doesn't show up. Like it, like he's not hurt. But like if you know, if if like that's what it comes down to, there these teams are going to catch them. Don't mm-hmm. sleep on on uh, Winnipeg. I agree. On our hello book gets hot. I agree. I agree. Do you think? Here's a great question for you. Here's a phenomenal question. Because I, I think Mike Sullivan's a very good coach, but what say you Pittsburgh misses the playoffs somehow by like a few games? Does he get fired? I don't know. Because they're in a weird spot. Pittsburgh's in a you're screwed category, a special kind of category of the you're screwed bracket. Because you got three or four dudes that are close to 40. Yeah. Making close to $7 million a year. I've seen Jeff Carter trending. It's funny. Jeff Carter, what does he have? A $7 million contract per year? Sidney Crosby, I get, but here's where it gets... Evgeny Malkin should have left. Chris Letang should have left. This is the problem the Blackhawks were in, where you hold on to the old boys for too long. Yeah. Pittsburgh's going to run into the same problem. L.A. ran into that problem. Yeah, your prime example, the Kings ran into that problem. It's... It's just like you can't. <sighs> I get what they're doing because, Laura, that's the system. Build, but, like, at some point, it just doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Like, look at Chicago. They said fuck it and traded Kane to the Rangers. Chicago's tired of it. And then Jonathan Tames might end up retiring. The, uh, the Blackhawks, for start, I should say, are in, like, a full-on rebuild right now. As they fucking should have been. I should mention before anything else, I feel awful for Jonathan Taves. Long COVID is not a joke. 
And yeah. it sucks that he's dealing with that. Yeah. Um, he might retire. Yeah, I honestly think there's a good chance he retires. Which sucks. It does. It's like totally out of his control whether he gets it or not. It's like, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. I say that not knowing whether he got, like, vaccinated or anything, but, like, what I mean is out of his control is, like, the long COVID stuff. Like, you can't, nothing, you can't do anything to, like, you don't get a choice. Yeah. I don't want, I don't want to come on here and, like, spread misinfo. No, you're fine, dude. You're, Um, listen, if I end up getting screamed at, then I get screamed at. I don't, it's, it's not you. But you know what needed to happen though that happened a few days ago was the Flyers firing their GM. Oh no, Fletcher got fired finally. Yeah, you didn't know? No. Yeah, he's out. Yes. <laughs> finally, the Flyers finally did a thing. Ownership! What took you so long? That, like, like that. How did he stay GM for that long? I don't know. I really don't know. You see how stagnant they've been for God knows how long. They haven't done anything in like years. Like what? I'm trying to literally remember the last. Is it? Is it that? Is it true that the last like deep run that this team has made? 2010. 2010 Stanley Cup Final. 2010 Stanley Cup Final with the Austin Six to Chicago. Yes. It's really been that long. Yes. What? Have not made the conference final since then. What are the Flyers doing? Well, Phil, I sympathize with Philadelphia sports fans to a certain degree. Um, when it comes to the Flyers and when it comes to the Phillies and the Eagles, they know what they're talking about. I sympathize when it comes to the Phillies and the Flyers. I sympathize when it comes to the Eagles and the Flyers. I really do. Not the Eagles. Not that. Eh, depends. But, like, yeah, because, yeah. But, like, my point is Philadelphia has been in a dumpster fire and a half for the better part of 15 years. Other than occasionally, like, two or three years where they're, like, really good. Mm-hmm. They made the mistake of hiring Elaine Vigneault one year. I don't know what to make of Vigneault. Like, he's... It, it seems like he's a guy who players like, from what I know. But he's like, one of those... Co- I can tell you this. He's one of those coaches... Because John could speak to this. He's one of those coaches where you know he's going to pull something out of his ass every now and then. He's going to pull a 55 win team out of his ass every now and then. True. But when it comes to the plus, he doesn't adjust. Exactly. Like, I was, I, what I was going to say is... He's the Marty Schottenheimer of the NHL. At the end of the day, it's results-based, and he has, like, almost no results. He's the Marty Schottenheimer of the NHL. He was... I remember he was the coach of Vancouver in like twenty twelve. Oh, oh, that can, that Canucks team in two thousand eleven. Oh, that team should have won the Stanley Cup. Oh, I re- I actually hate that they didn't win the Stanley Cup that year. Oh, that Canucks team. Oh my god, because it would have made uh, twenty twelve that much more satisfying that we just destroyed, destroyed in the first round. Um, oh, Vancouver. Vancouver that year was so good. <laughs> I will never forget 
Alex Burrows doing an empty net wraparound on Tim Thomas in, in oh game two. Oh god, that goal was hilarious. Oh. That's, that's the funny thing about hockey, is like when you wait that long between oh, oh, the third period and overtime in the playoffs, they do a full intermission between the third period and overtime. And then, and then Tim Thomas does that. That terrible goal in like the first... The first thirty seconds of overtime, like I will make an I will make an argument that should be made. Boston should have won the Stanley Cup against St. Louis. Yeah, and they should have lost to Vancouver. Yes, I agree. Thank you. I, I feel like listen, listen. I love I love that Blues team. I loved that Blues team. Not that the Blues didn't deserve to win that year, but Jordan Bennington absolutely stole that series. Jordan Bennington wasn't as a man possessed remember, that year. You remember that save that he had, like near the end of game of Game Seven? That was that save was cup winning. It was cup winning, and then you had the Marshan change. That was funny as fuck. Here's here's okay. Before the play, the playoffs begin in what a month or two? Something like that, yeah. Who do you got winning the cup? Ooh. Who do you got winning the cup? I mean, ooh. Indeed. Um, it's, it, it's, tem- it's tempting not to say Boston. It's really tempting not to say Boston. I will, like, I'm not saying Boston. I don't think they win it. It's, it's you know, it's, it's way too It's really hard. Just such a dominant regular season, and then in the playoffs, it's just not there. Like, hockey is really, truly the one sport where anything can happen in the playoffs. It's really hard because the President's Trophy is cursed. I explained to Katie what, exactly what that trophy means, and she's like, what's wrong with having the best record in hockey? And I turned to her and I was like, oh, you don't know. It's like you. It's like you do realize that that's not the Stanley Cup, right? Like you don't know. And, and then I told her, I was like, "Hold on, the the encyclopedia comes out." Since 1988, only three Stanley Cup winners have won the Stanley Cup and the Presidents Trophy at the same time. Most recently, Chicago in 2013, which is the Mickey Mouse Cup. You think Chicago in 2013 was a Mickey Mouse Cup? I mean... Yes. That was a weird season, Yes. To be fair. Yes. Strike year. Yeah, Make that a full season, what happens? I will say, though, that they also did go on, like, what, a 24-game streak without losing a regulation. That's kind of impressive, regardless. Yeah. And then people say the Miami Heat had a better, had a better team that year. Fuck you, Stephen A. Smith. By the way, can I rant on this before before we end this segment real quick? Who the hell is Stephen A. Smith to say that hockey is not a real sport? Fuck Stephen A. Smith. Who the hell is this man to say that? I just stopped caring about what he said a long time ago. Listen, I love Stephen A., New Yorker. Love him. Love him. But when Michael K., said the Rangers are the closest New York team to winning a championship, I was like, thank you. Because the, listen, the Yankee fa- the Yankee and Met fan base has become insufferable. I have slowly become one with the Seattle Mariners for shits and giggles because I cannot stand New York baseball anymore. I can't. 
I genuinely can't. Yeah, it's it's bad. It's bad. Thank you. And then for Michael K- for Michael K to say like, "Oh, the Rangers are the closest team in New York to win a championship," and Steven to say, "Oh, please, that's not a real sport." I was like. I'm going to drive my ass to the Seaport District of New York City and slap you across the face repeatedly with a with a stack of with a stack of ham. <laughs> with a stack of ham, that's rather specific. With a pound of ham, specifically honey glazed. Ooh. Mm. I made a sandwich. I, I got a deli sandwich, which was a honey glazed ham, turkey, uh, American cheese, BLT with mayo on a, on a hero. It was fucking phenomenal. I, uh, have you, I know, I know that, uh, you stadium has a sandwich now, apparently. Have you heard that? I do know that. Yeah, I do know that now. It's somewhere on their Twitter. It's somewhere, it's somewhere in the Bronx. I even, yeah, I don't even know, like, what the status is. I'm not is. going all the way to the Bronx for a fucking sandwich. That's a two-hour drive for me. Yeah. That's like an hour, two hours for me. I Fuck know. that. Jack, if you ever come to Long Island... If you ever come to New York, stay on Long Island, please. Do not go to the city. I don't plan to. Please don't. I've please. considered it before, but I don't. I don't think I plan to. Please come to Long Island. The the beaches here are nice. You need to go to a Kings game at uh, UBS. Actually, the funny thing I mentioned that me and John, because the Giants host Seattle this year in MetLife Stadium, we're going to a game. We're going to that game. That would be pretty fun. Fucking phenomenal. I know MetLife is kind of a dump, but... Eh, okay. 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 Last one before we end this one. Nick treats MetLife Stadium too harshly. It's not that bad. I mean... He has never seen Nassau Coliseum, has he? I don't think he has. Okay, here's the problem with Nassau Coliseum. He, okay, Nassau Coliseum was a dump, a absolute shithole of a building. Joe Louis Arena. Joe Louis, that's 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 Detroit. But like, I know that's Detroit. That's unfair. But like, it was a dump of an arena. Nassau was, but it was our dump, and we treated it like home. Okay? I understand. I really do. I understand you shared your little brother to the Giants. But for God's sakes, Giants Stadium, and before they tore it down to become MetLife, was a dump. Was worse. I don't want to hear it. Like, that people felt that way about, like, look at the freaking Raiders. Look at Oda Coca. Look at look at Alameda Coliseum. Look at Alameda Coliseum. Look at that building. You want to talk about MetLife Stadium being the worst stadium in the in the entire NFL? Look at the Oakland Coliseum and explain to me how the Raiders were there for that long. Even with the ridiculous fan support. Thank you. Listen, I love Raider Nation. I do. I love Raider Nation. Nah, fuck them. Fuck them. I don't, I don't Except for Jack. Like Raider Nation, but at the same time, they, you know, you can't deny the fan support. You cannot deny the Raider fan support. You're, you're you, passionate about their team, but like... 
I, I don't want to hear a peep about how MetLife Stadium is a dump. It is not that bad. Stop. Also, Raiders fans, stop talking about how you're an L.A. team. You're not. You're just not. You're, you're Oakland. God. You're Oakland. Shut up. They should be Oakland. I, I agree with that, but they just have to. The fact the ra- oh my god, that's enough of that. All right, Jack, I will see you around. I'm getting a headache. <laughs> I've been dealing with migraines for like the last week. I'm going to have to go deal with the reality that Jalen Ramsey's no longer on the Rams. <laughs> Jonathan Cook is on the Golden Knights. Go get some In and Out Burger. Go do that. Um, it sucks, but you know what? The championship is worth it. Go get some In and Out Burger, you, and then call it a day. That's what I would do if I were in your shoes. It's fine. It's fine. But I have right. other places that choose it. But that is a discussion for other time. That's a good point. All right. We'll see you around, Jack. Later, <laughs>